Okay, listeners, we're back with part two of my interview or conversation with my three nephews. I'm claiming it. <laughs> first, first Sergeant Hunter Biggers, Second Lieutenants Jawan and Trevon Biggers. Yeah, again, I would like to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to interview you. And, and so we ended the conversation talking about the Esbert Soldiers Badge and with Dad talking about how proud he is of your accomplishments. I would like to continue this by asking, has it sunk in to you all the impact of this history or are you all in the same in the same position that most people are when it's outside of your family when it's old history that is history we kind of overlook new things so historically we talk about the same people all the time it's it's not like we shouldn't talk about Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks or or Thurgood Marshall, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman. It's not that we shouldn't talk about them, but new history is being created all of the time. And in my family, my mother and father always taught us, don't brag about what you do. And I think with some of that, it kind of kept us from talking about what history was, you know, history that was being made because we didn't want to step outside of being humble and and seem as though we were bragging but has it really sunk in with you all have you all really taken this in and understand what your position is in life at this moment all three of you i mean i guess i'll go first okay um this is jawan by the way so when you ask if it sunk in, I'll be honest with you. Um, after we finished ESB, you know, after we finished the 12 mile rock and we did the mystery event, it, sunk, it, it kinda hit like, wow, you know, we, we are, you know, potentially the first, if not, we are the first cadets to have earned the expert soldier badge. Now, if you were to ask me that now, I would honestly say it, it hasn't really sunk in. Right. You know, I feel like I've done, I've went to the course, competed, I've earned it, but it's like, I haven't really got that satisfaction um, just yet. Now, I don't know if it's maybe, maybe because I'm, I'm currently out of school and waiting to actually, you know, report the, the cyber bullet or if I really haven't worn my uniform that, that shows that I've competed it or, or what, but it just really hasn't sunk in yet. Now, I'm not sure if it's the same for Siobhan, but uh, we may feel the same way about it. Javon, mm-hmm. what about you? I'll be honest, huh? <laughs> uh, it hasn't sunk in yet. Um, I actually had a conversation with my best friend a couple of days ago. And he asked me the same question. And I said no. And I told him, which is weird because it can be, you know, viewed different ways. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, maybe it's because it's destined. Or that, that was the words that came out of his mouth. He said, maybe it hasn't hit you yet because it's something that was destined for you to do. 
you know, even becoming a lieutenant. And what he meant by that was I've worked hard throughout my entire career. I've earned and reached many milestones. To name a few, um, I was the distinguished leader in both uh, advanced leader course and drill, uh, drill sergeant school. Um, when it came down to being promoted to Sergeant First Class, I was ranked number one of 275. And there were there were things that I've always worked very hard at doing. And so when the time comes to, you know, have earned that achievement or whatever it is, it just seems like now it's, it's becoming a natural thing. I, I work hard and I, I try to set the example for those, you know, underneath me and give them that motivation. And now, you know, those things are, you know, if I, if I work hard now, when everything sets in, it's like, okay, what's the next thing? I'm continuing to be hungry. And, you know, that's, that's just something that I look at and it's probably destined. Um, and that's why it probably hasn't set in just yet. Maybe down the line, uh, when a few people start calling me sir and start saluting me, it'll hit me at that very moment. <laughs> um, e- even maybe when I get to Fort Campbell and, you know, they're, they're starting to send people to ESB and there's only like two or three people in the entire unit that have it. Maybe then it'll hit me as well, but that's something that's going to take time off okay so dad you know you're part of this link on the enlisted and non-commissioned officer side I think we've covered everything that we can cover on the enlisted side of the house yes now when when your sons decided that they were going to transfer from being an enlisted soldier to becoming an officer I know the history of what we used to say about people who made the decision <laughs> to leave the enlisted corps and move over to the officer's corps, right? But times yes, have sir. changed. How did you feel when that conversation came up, knowing that your two sons who are having a, a fast-track career as enlisted and non-commissioned officer soldiers are now making a decision to convert? You know, once they told me their plans, mentally I was I was shocked, and I was so glad to hear them say they wanted to make the conversion. But what I did, I told them to slow down and think about: Is this what you really want to do? Because there's two sides. There's two sides. <clears throat> you know, to this army, to this military fanatic. You got the enlisted side and you have the officer side. They're both fall up under the umbrella of army, but the way they handle and do business are totally different ways. So with that being said, they understood that and here we are, you know, we're looking at the the finished ingredient of of that talk and they said that you know this is our choice we want to go and do it we're not scared to do it so i said you know what 
go ahead and shoot for the stars but whatever you do just keep God first and I tell you what um, they did it they did it and they exceeded the standard by doing it so I'm so proud you know I'm so proud and uh, and revert back to the question you asked Juwan and Trevon uh, it has sunk in with me um, that they made history but I feel that once the army really recognized it and once someone catch wind of this podcast and they really recognize these children on that national level that's when it will really hit me I will really be overjoyed um once this thing goes national and they are the benchmark of where this thing started and people can actually read in the books and see the pictures of hey these are two enlisted soldiers that became cadets that started this thing right and achieved this badge and the army going to use that as a model uh, for other young cadets and soldiers to follow. So that's when it will really, really sink in to me um, as a father is for those children to get that na- nationwide recognition. And so, um, I'm so I'm so glad that uh, you took the opportunity to uh, sit down with us and have this conversation with us and get it from these children's point of view because this is so cool. This is really, really nice, and I thank God for that, and I thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that, you know, because I, I'm, I'm very big on this thing, and I want to, and I want the listeners, regardless of who you are, regardless of your age, regardless, at this point, we know the truth now. And when we have, you know, that month where we feel more comfortable, recognizing black or african-american history that these two guys these two officers their faces belong on that display they belong on the display now they should be part of the conversation of first when we talk about american history and military history now we've crossed over the racial barrier and now they belong in the conversation of American yes. history. They belong in the conversation of military history. So for all of the listeners, regardless of who you are, we have to do this. We have to make sure we show the support. This is nothing about trying to establish something or making a protest. This is about just knowing what history is because right now, history is being affected many governors are trying to write history out of the classrooms and we have to make sure that we do our part to make sure history is told because we don't know how many children are going to follow this path they have a path now and they're able to say we weren't the first so we can't accomplish it so to Jerron and Travon, again, I want to thank you. I, I can salute you every day because it's a magnificent feeling. I was there for your pinning. I got a chance to see you pin your second lieutenant bars on. I can salute you every day. 
And I'm just so happy and so thankful for you because you have worked hard for it and you deserve everything you can get. But to soldiers, soldiers who, who are going to listen to this podcast, what is your message to that soldier? To any soldier, what is your message? So can I start uh, with Juwan first? What, what is your message that you would give to a soldier? Yeah, so my message that I would give is, you know, if it's something that you want, go and get it. Um, when I came in, I was always um, big on goals, having short-term and long-term goals, and making sure that I accomplished those goals each and every step of the way. I gave myself a time limit, and I ensured that I accomplished it. The people around me, I ensured that I wanted to make sure they were better, and I wanted to make sure everybody was better as a team. So just looking at anybody that will look in, listen to this podcast, whether you are in the military or not, stay goal-oriented. Focus on things that will make you better. Focus on how you can become better for your generations to come, how you can continue to be a role model for your friends, your family, your peers, how you can start something new and continue to build. And also to embark on that is to be the best that you can be. You know, I know a lot of people like compete against each other or compete against others, but a philosophy that I live by is that I always want to be the best that I can be. Because I know if I can be my best self, that I can be at the top no matter what. One of my mentors tell me all the time, uh, Major Terrence Pitts, one thing that he loves to tell me is, is bigs. I like to make sure that I'm the best I can in every day. So even when I have an off day, my off day is still above average. Hmm. You know, and to me, that's just saying like, you know, be great at what you do, take pride in what you do and work hard no matter what. You know, you may lose sleep on the back end. You may lose time with your family or, you know, whatever you may do. But as long as you make time for everything, you set aside a plan and you work as hard as you can, You'll be, you'll be paid for it on the back end. So, you know, I, I just uh, to close it off, I just want to say, you know, be your best self, stay goal-oriented, push yourself to be better, all right? Whether it's working up, work out early, you know, read a book, being financially literate, because I know that's a big thing nowadays, like focus on these small tasks, especially being financially literate, like, there's so much that we need to do and we need to ensure that we're doing research. So making sure that you make your goals, be better, do better, and get get guidance and information from others around you. But that's all I have. I appreciate you. Okay, Trevon. Yes, sir, I'm here. What is your message to soldiers? Okay, I'll try to keep it short and brief. You have time, baby. You have time. Jawan said, said a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, number one, <clears throat> the number one thing I would say to start off is to work hard, mm-hmm. be dedicated, be motivated. All right, you show up every day 
in the right place at the right time in the right uniform. You put forth your best effort. You have motivation. You have dedication. Nobody can discredit your work. Nothing can be discredited. Number two, having set goals. All right, both short-term and long-term. For example, as a private, I want to become a sergeant in two and a half, three years. How do you get there? I want to go to aerosol school or airborne school. How are you going to get there? Long-term goals. I see myself as a warrant officer, as a pilot. I see myself as a commission officer. How are you going to get there? Draw out your plan. All right. Once you create it, you draw it, you live by it. There's nothing that's going to stop you from being able to reach your goal. Number three, be a selfless leader. And what I mean by that is don't just take care of yourself, but take care of others. Because when you take care of others, they take care of you. And that goes a long way. That brings in trust. If you have trust from your subordinates, if you have trust from your peers, you have trust from your leaders, your entire organization can flourish. And the goal that I've always went, the thing that kept me motivated is how am I going to better my organization wherever I go? My mentor, Sergeant First Class McCoy, told me, you always leave behind a legacy. Your last name, whether it's a good legacy or it's a bad legacy, you decide, you pick. So everything that you do, people are watching. You know, so what will you do to better the organization? And how will you make sure that you leave a great name, your name, to be great behind? All right. Another thing, like my brother said, being financial literate, reading books, coaching, mentoring, those are things that you also have to do. All right. We all need somebody to lean on, but we all have to be somebody that another individual can lean on. All right. Educate yourself. Go to college. Go to different classes and read books. Those are going to be the way of the world. Financial literacy, stocks, bonds, real estate. Don't just don't just envision and just stop at one thing. Find other ways to bring in residual income. All right, because at one day, at one point, you're going to get out of the army, and you still have to have something else going on. So educate yourself and educate your soldiers around you, even your peers and your uh, leaders find ways to affect people. And if you do all of those things, you're gonna be a great soldier, you're gonna be a great leader, you're gonna be a great parent, you're gonna be a great subordinate. That's all I got on. Man, that is, y'all are just too heavy. Dad, are you still on the line? Yes, sir. Talk to the young parents. Talk to the parents who who are going to experience what you and Jennifer had to experience? I will tell you, you need a loving family. You need family support. 
you need all the uplifting that you can receive. But first and foremost, you need God in your life and you need to believe within yourself that you will succeed and then you will not fail. Um, with those things, you can you can you can go to the moon. Um, you know, as a young man, I was determined not to be a statistic. I didn't want to be one of those fathers out there that had no relationship with his sons, with his children, you know, with anyone. I uh, I swore to myself. I said, you know, I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be that deadbeat father. I was with my children every step of the way from the age 17, and I will be here for them until the day that the good Lord take me away. So just stay focused. Um, keep your eye on the prize, which is the most high, and do what's right in everything. He will open up so many doors for you, and he will bless you, because I'm living a true blessing right now, and that's all I have. Well, to all three of you, I just want to thank you for this interview. I actually got a chance to sit down and, and have a serious conversation with my nephews, and I have enjoyed this conversation. You have given me so much joy to hear your maturity, your leadership. And I feel great knowing that the next generation is secure with the three of you in it, able to share your knowledge along with other cousins who have done great things and who are doing great things, and that you all have a means in which to pass on experience. Do any of you have anything that you would like to close with? God, I'd just like to say thank you for the opportunity, you know, to be on the podcast and, you know, speak on our experience and everything that we went through in this process. Um, you know, thank you for just being able to get us all on and being able to get all of our point of view. Um, and it was, it was great seeing you this past weekend. And thank you for just allowing us to express our, our ourselves on our new accomplishments and you know just more to come but you know overall just thank you and, and to the audience that's listening thank you anyone else again uh, thank you so much for this opportunity um it's not too often that we get recognized for our accomplishments and what you're doing right now is it leaps and bounds, you know, and it, it's just, we're, we're definitely proud of it. We appreciate your support. We appreciate uh, everyone who tuned in to listen to the podcast, and we appreciate it and love all of our family, and we thank you for your support as well. Thank you all. Love you. Thank you. Uh, yes, I love sir. You too. Yes, sir. And I just want to say uh, thank you for your love and support. Thank you for your podcast, and I pray that this uh, this podcast will touch and get into the ears of a lot of young men and women, um, because this is truly something great, and 
this has allowed uh, the twins to express themselves. And uh, we're so grateful and we're so thankful. And I just want to say uh, thank you and we love you and appreciate everything that you do and keep up the hard work. And I love all of you. And to my listeners, you know that I love you as well. Again, this is history. Let's make it history. Let's show the history. And until next time, be good.